Hey, this is Kyle Turner, the lead pastor of Hillsong, Kansas City. Welcome to our podcast. We hope that it inspires you, encourages you, and most importantly, helps you get closer to Jesus. Enjoy the message. Hey church, it's such an honor for me today to be able to connect with our family at Hillsong, Kansas City. From your Latino family, Hillsong, Monterrey, Mexico, Buenos Aires, Argentina, Sao Paulo, Brazil, and Montevideo, Uruguay. Know that we are praying for you, believing that great days are ahead, even in the midst of this season that we've been facing in 2020. We know that God is in control, that God is on the throne, and and I'm just so excited to get to share the word with you today. Look, I need to admit something from the start. It's been a while since I preach in English. I normally preach in Spanish on a week-to-week basis. So if there's something you don't understand, I'm hoping the TV, TV and media team are going to help me putting subtitles at the bottom of the screen. But it is such a joy to get to share the word with you. And my wife, Lucy, and I absolutely love Pastors Kyle and Liz Turner, we know that the hand of God is on their life and we're just so excited that you guys are part of this amazing global family and that we are in this together. So I want us to jump into the Word of God today. I'm also very excited to hear that as of January in the services, you guys are going to have Spanish translation available. So even if you don't speak Spanish, but if you want to get into heaven, I want to encourage you to listen at least once to the Spanish translation in the services because that will get you ready for heaven. But let's delve into the Word. I want us to go together to the first book of Kings, chapter 18, verses 41 to 46. This is what the Word says. Then Elijah said to Ahab, go get something to eat and drink, for I hear a mighty storm coming. So Ahab went to eat and drink, but Elijah climbed to the top of Mount Carmel and bowed low to the ground and prayed with his face between his knees. Then he said to his servant, go and look out toward the sea. The servant went and looked, then returned to Elijah and said, I didn't see anything. Seven times Elijah told him to go out and look. Finally, the seventh time, his servant told him, I saw a little cloud about the size of a man's hand rising from the sea. Then Elijah shouted, hurry to Ahab and tell him, climb into your chariot and go back home. If you don't hurry, the rain will stop you. And soon the sky was black with clouds. A heavy wind brought a terrific rainstorm, and Ahab left quickly for Jezreel. Then the Lord gave special strength to Elijah. He tucked his cloak into his belt and ran ahead of Ahab's chariot all the way to the entrance of Jezreel. Uh, Come on, why don't you join me in prayer and let's believe for God to speak to our hearts and stir faith on the inside today. Father, I thank you for this amazing opportunity to share your word with our Kansas City family. I pray that over the next few moments, Lord God, that through the power of the Holy Spirit, you would cause the words, the right words to penetrate people's hearts, that you would stir faith, challenge mindsets, that you would 
breathe in us a fresh sense of expectation for all that's ahead. I thank you for this amazing honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Many, many, many years ago, during my final year of Bible college, I went to our Hillsong International Leadership College in Sydney, Australia. I was born in Sydney, but my family is from Argentina. And five years ago with my family, my wife and my three kids, we moved from Sydney to Argentina to start our church in Latin America. But many years ago, during my final year of college, I was asked to host a visiting speaker. And I got to drive this amazing person for an entire week. And, and as I was a third year student in my final year of college, uh, I worked as much as I could, but obviously I did full-time college. So the hours I could work were limited. And it, it brought my wife and I to a place of faith, to a place where God shaped our faith through the needs that we faced, through the, through the things, the, the expectations we had to be able to do college full-time. And, and for myself as a father, as a husband to provide for my family. And often we would find ourselves on our knees, believing God for provision. Well, when I was looking after this speaker, the final day that I was with him, I, I was dropping him off at the airport in Sydney. And as we pulled up at the airport, he just says to me, Chris, you're believing God for provision. And I said, yes, of course. Yeah, we are definitely. We're, we're, we're trusting God in that area of our lives. And, and he just grabbed me by the arm and he says, I want to give you something. And he proceeds to take off his watch. And he says, I just felt from God to give you this watch as a sign of his provision that will never be lacking in your life. And whenever you find yourself in a season of need, in a time of need, I want you to look at this watch and to just remember that this is a sign that God will always provide. Well, that was about 16 years ago. And I must say that whenever I found myself in a time of need, whenever I found myself believing God for provision, waiting in God for provision, I would look at the watch that this traveling speaker gave me and it would stir something on the inside because I would remember that moment and I would remember the sign that God gave me of His provision that would always come into our lives. See, I love this story in the book of Kings that we just wrote, we just read together. Why? Because God showed Elijah and his servant a sign. It was a small sign, but it was a sign that rain was on the way. We must understand a little bit of context. Elijah had just experienced an incredible victory. He saw the hand of God back him as he challenged the prophets of Baal. In verse 41, Elijah says to Ahab, listen, I hear the sound of a mighty rainstorm coming. I've titled this message, It's Coming. Elijah, by faith, heard the sound of a mighty storm. He knew that once he had defeated the prophets of Baal, that the purpose of the drought that people were experiencing in that time of history, the purpose of that drought had ended and rain was coming. He heard the sound of a mighty storm and all he needed was to hear the sound. 
He heard it by faith and he believed. We can never forget what Romans chapter 10 verse 17 tells us that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. We must also remember what Jesus said to Thomas the disciple after he had resurrected. He had shown himself to some of the disciples. They had told others of the disciples, but Thomas didn't believe. Thomas actually said, I must see the wounds in his hands and on his feet. And he goes a step further and he says, not only must I see, I must touch the wounds in his body for me to believe. Thomas had to touch the wounds. He had to see them for himself. And when Jesus makes himself known to Thomas after his resurrection, he says to Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. But blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. It's challenging to me because many times in my life, I've needed to see to believe. But for many, many years now, as God has shaped my faith, as God has given me signs and promises of that which is to come, I now see because I first to believe, I first believed. And I want to encourage you, I want to challenge you to not be the sort of Christian that needs to see to believe, but to be the sort of Christian that sees because you first believed. Elijah, after he heard the sound of a mighty rainstorm. The Bible says he went and prayed. He understood that while there was a promise of rain that was coming, he still had to ask for it. Elijah heard, he went and prayed, but the servant saw nothing. Have you ever found yourself in that position where you hear the word of God? You hear the promise of God spoken over your life, declared over your life. Maybe you hear your pastors preach Sunday after Sunday. You hear truth declared. You hear His promises declared and something stirs on the inside of you. But what you see is very different to what you have heard. You hear one thing, but you see nothing. You hear one thing, but you see another thing. See, friend, we must manage that tension the tension when there's a huge gap in between what we hear and what we see. What we hear and what we're actually experiencing. What shall we do when there's a great distance between what we hear, when the Word of God is spoken, and then what we see, our current reality, our current circumstance? Because it's what happened in this story. Elijah heard, but his servant saw nothing. Elijah believed, but his servant saw nothing. And I just want to speak to you. Three simple thoughts on what we should do when there's a great distance between what we hear and what we see. Taking into account the title of this message, it's coming. The promise of God is coming over your life. The provision of God is coming over your life. The purposes of God being fulfilled is coming over your life. Number one, what shall we do when there's a great distance between what we hear and what we see? We need to pray at the level of God's promise. Pray at the level of His promise. In 1 Kings 18, verses 42 and 43, the Bible says, So Ahab went to eat and drink, but Elijah 
climbed to the top of Mount Carmel and bowed low to the ground and prayed with his face between his knees. And he said to his servant, go and look out towards the sea. It is clear that Elijah prayed for rain. Even though the scripture doesn't say it, it is clear that he prayed for rain because he heard the sound of a mighty rainstorm. He climbed to the top of the mountain, bowed down to the ground, prayed and said to his servant, go and see. Go and see if what I'm praying for is on its way. He prayed at the level of God's promise. Elijah himself didn't go and see. He was busy praying. He sent his servant to see. But even when his servant returned six times without a positive report, without a good report, Elijah kept praying. His prayer was persistent, as if he wouldn't accept no for an answer. He prayed at the level of the rain that he heard, not at the level of the drought that was the current reality. What level are you praying at? Believing that the promise of God is on its way. Are you praying at the level of His promise or are you praying at the level of your need? Are you praying at the level of His promise or are you praying at the level of your circumstance? I want to encourage you as we're drawing to an end in 2020, regardless of what this year has been like for you, regardless of what you faced, the uncertainty, the trials, the pain, maybe even loss in the midst of this pandemic, I wanna challenge you and I wanna encourage your faith to not reduce the level of your prayer life to the level of that which you have seen, but to increase the level of your prayer life to the level of that which He has promised. Luke chapter 18, verses one to eight says, one day Jesus told his disciples a story to show that they should always pray and never give up. Listen to that. They should always pray and, and never give up. It doesn't matter if you say never in English or nada in Spanish or niente in Italian. Never is never. Never give up. There was always a judge in a certain city, he said. There was a judge in a certain city who neither feared God nor cared about people. A widow of that city came to him repeatedly saying, give me justice in this dispute with my enemy. The judge ignored her for a while, but finally he said to himself, I don't fear God or care about people, but this woman is driving me crazy. I'm going to see that she gets justice because she's wearing me out with her constant requests. Then the Lord said, learn a lesson from this unjust judge. Even he rendered a just decision in the end. So don't you think God will surely give justice to his chosen people who cry out to him night and day? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will grant them justice. He will grant justice to them quickly. But when the Son of Man returns, how many will he find on earth who have faith? See, even though the response to our persistent prayers sometimes don't come quickly, we must always pray at the level of His promise. We must continue to pray without ceasing, continue to pray without giving up, because at the right moment, God will answer. 
because he is faithful to answer. He is not a man that he shall lie, nor a son of man that he shall repent. Friend, if God said it, he will do it. If God promised it, he will fulfill it. But what level are you going to pray at? I want to encourage your faith to pray at the level of his promises and not at the level of your need. I'm stepping into 2021 focused on the promise of God. Regardless of my experiences this year, I'm encouraging our church continentally in Latin America with our goals, with our budgets, with what we're believing God for, with all the plans we have to keep unfolding our vision for us to step into focus, focusing on that which God has promised to pray at the level of His promise because regardless of what we've seen in 2020, I believe the blessing of God is coming, the provision of God is coming, the purposes of God are coming at a whole nother level for your life and for our church. And I want to stir your faith today and encourage you to pray at the level of His promise when there's a great distance between what you hear and what you see. Number two, when we find ourselves facing that distance, we need to persevere with patience. It's fascinating in this story that Elijah prayed and he sent his servant six times to see if the rain was coming. Just for a moment, we need to put ourselves in the servant's sandals. He went six times and came back. He saw nothing. He went and came back. He went and came back. Many of us, after the third time, we would have given up. Maybe after the second time, we would have given up. But Elijah sent him time and time again. Friend, we must understand that in this faith walk, in this faith life, patience is vital to our faith. It's often in the waiting that we become frustrated, in the waiting for God to manifest that which we heard and for us to see it become a reality. We become frustrated. The waiting is often the most difficult part of our faith. But even though his promise seems to be distant, we must persevere with patience. Hebrews chapter 6, verses 12 to 15, the Bible says, We do not want to become lazy, but to imitate those who through faith and patience inherit what he has been promised. When God made his promise to Abraham, since there was no one greater for him to swear by, he swore by himself saying, I will surely bless you and give you many descendants. And so after waiting patiently, Abraham received what was promised. We must persevere with patience when there's a huge gap, a huge distance between what we hear and what we see. A friend, I want to ask you a few questions. Are you going to allow the wait to bring desperation or patience? Are you going to allow the wait to discourage you or to shape your character? Are you going to allow the wait to cause you to give up or to build resilience in you? Patience is vital to our faith, but the promise of God 
is coming. And although what you see is very different to what you've heard, although what you see is very different to what by faith has been birthed on the inside of you, I want to encourage you to pray at the level of His promise, to persevere with patience, and number three, to not despise the small signs. We cannot despise the small signs. In 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 44, the Bible goes on to say, finally, finally, the seventh time. I believe some of you are about to step into your finally moment. Finally, the seventh time, his servant told him, I saw a little cloud about the size of a man's hand rising from the sea. Then Elijah shouted, hurry to Ahab and tell him, climb into your chariot and go back home. If you don't hurry, the rain will stop you. The evidence of the rain coming, the sign of the rain coming. Although Elijah heard the sound of a mighty storm, the sign was small. The sign for many would seem to be insignificant. A cloud the size of a man's hand. But it was that small sign that was enough for Elijah to know that what he heard and what the promise was, was on its way. The small cloud ends up arriving, expanding and watering the whole land. Friend, we must understand that great blessing often comes with small beginnings. That's why we cannot despise the small signs. I don't know what small signs are in front of you today. Maybe in your marriage, in your finance, in your business, in your career, in your family. And maybe you want to see something bigger. Maybe you want to experience something greater. But when we believe that the promise of God is on its way, we cannot despise the small signs. An abundance of rain begins with a small cloud. That's why we cannot despise the small signs. Zechariah chapter 4 verse 10 says, Do not despise these small beginnings. For the Lord rejoices to see the work begin, to see the plumb line in Zerubbabel's hands. Are you despising the small signs? Are you despising the small beginnings? The servant saw a cloud the size of a man's hand and it was enough to stir Elijah's faith. It was enough to confirm in Elijah that the promise was on the way. Jesus said in Mark chapter 4, verse 30 to 32, how can I describe the kingdom of God? What story should I use to illustrate it? It is like a mustard seed planted in the ground. It is the smallest of all seeds, but it becomes the largest of all garden plants. Listen to that again. It is the smallest of all seeds, but it becomes the largest of all garden plants. It grows long branches and birds can make nests in its shade. The kingdom of God is like the smallest of seeds, but it becomes the greatest of garden plants. Friend, we cannot in our lives despise the small signs. 16 years ago, I was given a watch. And that watch at that time in my life was nothing more than a small sign. And I can say to you today that since that watch was given me, 
God has never failed me. His promise of provision has manifested time and time again. And whenever I find myself worrying, whenever I find myself anxious, I've looked at the sign that he gave me so many years ago, knowing that his promise is on the way. And I wanna speak that over your life. I wanna speak that over our church in Kansas City. I wanna speak that over your family, over your finances, over all of your endeavors, over that which you put your hand to, regardless of what you've seen. You've heard enough of the Word of God for faith to stir on the inside of you. And although right now, although there can be a great distance between what you've heard through the preaching of the Word, through you reading the Word and God depositing a promise in your heart and a distance between what you're seeing, I wanna speak over your life the promise of God. It's coming, it's on the way. Pray at the level of His promise. Persevere with patience, don't give up. Keep running your race, keep trusting God, keep believing God, keep waiting in God because He will never leave us, He will never forsake us, He has never failed us, He won't start failing us now and understand that you need to celebrate the small signs because it's the small signs that God is showing you that His promise is on the way in Jesus' mighty Name. So Father, today I pray for our family in Kansas City and I pray, Lord God, that You would give people eyes to see. (laughs) You would give people hearts to believe. Uh, You would breathe in people today a fresh sense of expectation, knowing that your promise is on its way. That that which you have spoken, that, that that which you have deposited on the inside of us, that which you have declared, it's on the way. And regardless of what we've seen in 2020, we know, Father God, that you are true and faithful to your word. We know that we don't operate according to this world's climate. We operate according to kingdom principles and kingdom truth. So Father, I pray that you would strengthen your people, that you would stir faith in hearts today and that you would lift, you would lift their perspective for them to step into all that you have prepared for them. I thank you for every person that's connected to this moment in Jesus' mighty name. And just before I hand back to Pastor Kyle, I'd love to pray for those of you who today are maybe connected with a church service for the first time. Maybe you were invited by a friend, you were sent the information of our church by a loved one. You need to know that you're not connected to this moment by coincidence or by chance. You're connected to this moment in the plan and purpose of God for your life because He loves you. Not only does He love you, He is for you. He has an incredible future in store for your life. And the only thing you need to do to connect with that future is say yes to Him. The God we're talking about today, the God we've worshipped, He's not a God of religion. He's a God of relationship. Why? Because He's a God of love and He loves you, friend. He has an incredible destiny in store for your life. And religion would teach us that we need to change this and change that to come to God and be accepted by God. But I love that in Scripture, Jesus said, whoever will may come. 
He accepts you just the way you are, but He loves you far too much to leave you that way. See, we need to say yes to Him so we can embark on that plan and purpose that He has for our lives. And I'd love to pray today for every single person that needs to make that decision, that needs to say yes to Him, that needs to pray a prayer of invitation where the God of heaven comes into your life. Come on, friend, if that's you, would you join me in prayer today? I wanna pray for each and every one of you who need to say yes to Him and begin a relationship with Him. So wherever you find yourself right now, if you know you need to say yes to Him, I'd love for you to say these words after me. Let's pray together out aloud and let's say, Dear Jesus, today I open my heart and surrender ownership of my life to You. I ask that You'd forgive me of all my sin that you'd wipe away my past and give me a brand new start. I declare you today, my Lord and Saviour, and ask you to guide me and lead me in living a life that honours you. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for salvation. In Jesus' name, Amen. Friend, if you prayed that prayer, as a church, we celebrate that decision. Well done. You know, we're a church that loves God and loves people. And as a church, we love to connect with you. Thank you for the honour of having me share the Word of God with you. Liz and Carl, we love you. We're praying for you. And we can't wait to see everything that unfolds in 2021. We'll see you soon. Be blessed.